You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. The Flyers did just enough to give us some slight hope this week, and then they made sure to take that all away. Where have we heard that one before? Hey everybody, I'm your host with the most, Joe Gazarian, and I bought myself one of those fancy massage guns because uh, this team has my body in knots, just just constant pain. So, I'm Matt Arenic, and I guess I preemptively did the same, Joe, because I, I got one of those for Christmas. So, How do you like it? I'm a big fan. I actually uh, mm-hmm. found a guy on YouTube who literally did reviews on it, so... I think I watched the same video. So, yeah, he (laughs) did like like thirteen or something. Yes, I watched the same one. All right, good to know. Look at that, the informed new new sponsor, new sponsor coming your way. It it was sponsored, yeah, Yeah, and he it was sponsored. And uh, by the way, the informed purchaser. Look at that, twenty twenty one. We do our research. (laughs) Okay, Uh, fellas, I'm going to complete the trifecta here. I'm glad I didn't uh, pre-write my or script my intro out because I also got a massage buddy in. Or for Christmas, and I was just using that bad boy no more <laughs> than ten go. minutes ago. Let's go! What is this? What are, back in the what? office, my back's in shambles. Yeah, well, that, sitting all day will do that. This is actually an announcement too. We're actually pivoting to a massage gun podcast. podcast. <laughs> so we will be we will be doing rankings of our own of massage guns. So yeah, I'll take that. Uh, I mean, I'd honestly rather do that than yeah. watch this team, which I didn't do tonight. So. Yeah, let's um let, let's get into it, guys. Uh, pot, or, uh, uh, massage gun jokes aside, um, I feel like we've just been doing the same podcast <laughs> for like a month now on a, on a loop. Not, yeah, it's just uh, it's a Groundhog Day. Uh, Ned Ryerson, Bing. Uh, that's gonna be for like <laughs> there's gonna be like two people are gonna get that joke. Um, but yeah, so this team, not, we don't have a ton to say about it. Um, before we get into that, let's go from uh, a word from our sponsor. This is gonna be my final. My final attempt at the ad read, Matt's going to go next time. Pay my debt off to Mike. Uh, Grab your peanuts and popcorn. Baseball is back. That's right. Teams will be getting back on the diamond this week. Last year's season sure was different, but it doesn't mean it lacked any excitement. And this year is poised to be even better. DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports, is putting you on the field with a free shot at a share of millions of dollars in total prizes. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy baseball is easy to play. Just pick 10 players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for hits, runs, strikeouts, and more. There's no better way to put your baseball knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at millions of dollars throughout the week. But if baseball isn't for you, don't worry. DraftKings is offering plenty of fantasy golf action for this weekend's tournament as well. With millions of dollars in total prizes up for grabs this week, there is no better place to have skin in the game than with DraftKings. Download the DraftKings app now. Use promo code THPN to get a free shot at a share of millions of dollars. Up for grabs this week with your first deposit. That's promo code THPN to get a free shot at a share of millions of dollars with your first deposit. Only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Boys, I don't want to toot my own horn. That was the best ad read we've ever done. That was flawless. That was was beautiful. That was perfect. That was one take for for you kids out there. Um, 
But yeah, let, let's get into it. Flyers and uh, their arch nemesis Buffalo, I guess, or their arch nemesis is winning or just competing for a full 60 minutes. I guess you guys can choose. Um, they go down 3 nothing on Monday. I, I was surprised that they came back, honestly. I was, I was a little surprised. I wasn't surprised when they won, though, because the second they, they actually tied the game, I was like, oh, the Flyers are going to win. Uh, just because that's, you know, fate. It's, it's just on their side. And for whatever reason, Buffalo is cursed by some kind of demon or witch, and they can't seem to win a game. Um, except for tonight. Looks like they're going to win tonight. So, um, yeah, just uh, we see the same things continue to pile up. Um, I don't really know what to say. I feel like, like we joked about it at the top, but we've done this podcast before, so we can just kind of rinse and repeat, I guess. We don't want to do that. I mean, it, it was cool to, like, I, I can't, I honestly, at this point, I can't remember if we talked about the Rangers game on the last episode or whatever. Um, we talked we about did. Moran's, uh, yeah, his, his, yeah, yeah, yeah. his boost. Like, I'm not going to lie, like, Saturday was fun. It was cool to be there. It was a decent game. The game against Buffalo, I didn't watch any of it until the final f- five minutes or so, and that was really fun. So You know what? Every time you uh, do that, they win, by the way. Every time you tune yeah, in yeah. for, like, the last minute or two, I think we should Except the Islanders that. game. I, oh. That one, I, I tuned in to watch them lose in the end. But, uh, yeah, no, I... Even tonight, I think if they had gotten to the third period down three one instead of four one, I think they probably come back in this game. I don't think that that's that far of a stretch. This Buffalo team is—they might be the only team in the league that's more mentally fragile yeah. than the Flyers at this point. Yeah, and, more you know, fragile than the but, Flyers. Yeah. So I, I yeah I agree. There's not a whole lot to say based on what you guys were saying and and what we were what I was seeing on Twitter. It seemed like couple bad turnovers from low-end defensemen and a couple not getting, you know, not getting saves when you might need a save, which is, I mean, that's just as typical as it gets. And then you got to go back, and then you give it right back shortly after that. So, I mean, that's... The, the, craziest, the craziest thing about the goals, too, is Alexander Appleyard put it a good way. It's like they're literally scoring on 20% of their shots. Yeah. Like we have a close to an 800%. 800 uh, save percent average for our goalies in the month of March. Like every single game, except for I think the Rangers and the one what I think that's it. The Islanders were, game, maybe the Islanders game. Yeah, that were it's three or four goals every single game. Like Elliot, again, I'm just gonna make fun of the people who thought 60 40 was gonna save the day because you're an idiot. Like, <laughs> I mean, what? There's like 15. <laughs> 15 shots like four goals it's just i mean it's crazy to me that and even i'm not even getting into that but either way like it's just the same thing like we said we're beating a dead horse same thing every game we we sit ghosts which i think might be a good segue we can talk about kind of chuck fletcher in that move but it we we make a decision to take ghost out of the lineup and then eric gustison who we know who he is and he does not know how to play defense like doesn't know how to play defense in this game. Shocker of the year. Third goal, standing in front, doesn't take a stick. Wide open net, second goal. No forwards back checking. Curtis Lazar, like wide open, and we just don't get saves. So, like you said, rinse, repeat. Yeah. Um, well, let's get into to the Gosses Bear saga. I mean, it, it tech, I guess it's still technically not over because, what, he's just on the taxi squad now, but... Some kind of shocking news. We woke up, what was it, Tuesday? He was put on waivers. Um, yeah. Kind of, kind of yeah. Completely out of nowhere. Um, they decided 
to place him on waivers. Uh, I did listen to the NBC, I think it was either the intro or the first intermission, and they said that reportedly there were several players the Flyers thought about putting on waivers, and then they elected to go with Gosses Bear, um, which makes zero sense. Uh, I can, I, I guess, you know, the thought press process was like the same with uh, with McDonald in the expansion draft. We're like, well. His contract is, you know, it'll protect him. <laughs> but he's going to take him because of the contract because he's got four and a half mil left for this year and, and next year. So he goes on waivers. He goes unclaimed. Um, there's some speculation that Florida would pick him up with using, losing Ekblad, but um, that wasn't the case. So here we are. He's on the taxi squad, and Eric Gustafson gets, you know, the, the classic Eric Gustafson treatment. So what do you guys, what, what do you boys think? I, I think we were all really surprised when it happened. I remember... When you, one of you threw in the group chat, I was like, there's no fucking way. They just threw him on waivers for no reason. And they did. Or maybe there is a reason. Yeah, I mean, from... I think we tweeted it from the account or whatever. But, like, in my opinion, like, I looked at it three ways. It's either... Well, I guess, Matt, you were the one that said, it, this, seem, this feels like they're making a point by, you know, he spoke out. And then they threw him on waivers. Um, you know, I'll let you touch on that because i'm sure that's kind of the way you're leaning at this point i don't really know i mean but i think the three things that i thought it could be is is like one they were gauging interest by throwing them out there a team's not likely to pick them up anyway with you know the way the cap is right now on a 4.5 million hit even though you can get them for free it's that's a lot of money for a guy who i mean ghost has been good this year i'm not gonna say that but he's I don't know how good though. I don't. Not, I don't know. Not if worth four point five. Yeah, no. exactly. That's that's yeah. the best way to put it. So, yeah, I don't know. There weren't a whole lot of teams that do that, but maybe it, it interests team or teams go. Oh wow, he's you know he's available. We can do a player for player trade. Send money the other way. Whatever. So that was one way. They all my points are basically they they followed that. I'm honestly so tired of this team. I'm not going to go to the effort of pulling up the team. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I I think that. Ultimately, even if he doesn't get moved, which I, I mean, I would be shocked if they're not actively trying to move him at this point, because that's kind of embarrassing for all parties at this right now. But even if he doesn't get moved, for me, it's just kind of like, oh, well, like I. You're over the saga. Yeah, I, I love Ghost. I will always appreciate what he did his first few years. He was an electric player before he got hurt, but he hasn't been the same in like three years and how many episodes have we had where we talk about if, if this is the ghost that they're going to get <laughs> for the next, you know, how, we've done that so many times and I'm not mad at him or no hard feelings or anything like that. Injuries suck, but uh, I'm kind of just over it. I'm over caring about whether or not ghosts becomes ghost again, even though he's been, he's been fine this year, but they're not paying him to just be fine. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that all this comes back to like we know that he's a better defenseman than players that have played over him over the past couple of years, and I think that's yeah. where that fresh frustration comes from. But yeah, I agree. I mean, I was shocked to see him on there. Part of me thought maybe it was because he spoke out. Another part of me, similar to you, is like maybe they thought. I, I think I heard on NBC they mentioned maybe someone picks him up, and that frees up space for them to go after a defenseman without having to trade player for player. Um, that's another theory. Um, but it, it all comes at just as a, a weird time, right? So if they, if they if they were honestly between like Gustafson, Haig, and 
ghost in terms of who to waive. Like, I would love to hear the thought process outside of the, like the reasons I just mentioned that would land you on waving Ghost, because he has been arguably, even though he's had very bad games, he has been a very good player for us. I think in the month of March, he was like the second most scoring defenseman in terms of goals. The list was a pretty like superpower or superstar list. Like it was like Ekholm. It was. Um, I'm already blanking. I wouldn't say superstar for at home, but you know what I mean. Either way, he, he's a better player than players that have, have, that should have been waived. I've heard that maybe they don't waive Gus because they think they could trade him for a pick at the deadline. Um, but I agree with Mike. It's, <laughs> it's, <laughs> what are they going to get for him? A sixth-round pick? Fucking throw it maybe. out. Just get rid of it. <laughs> maybe. I mean, I'm just – I'm at the same point where – we know what this team is same way. You know, what kind of defenseman ghost is going to be like, I feel bad for him. I just want him to be at a spot maybe where he gets a new, a new um, change of scenery and a new coaching staff that actually uses him properly. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I, um, I, I've, my heart goes out to him because like Mike said, he had a great couple of years here. He was the definition of an electric player. I just, his his shot from the point was unbelievable. His rookie year, I mean, didn't he? What record? He broke some record his rookie year. Yeah, I think it was like consecutive points. Defenseman. Yeah, yeah, by a rookie defenseman. Like he was in he was in Calder conversations. Too, yeah, yeah, so. he he was unbelievable. Um, and then injuries robbed him of a lot of his versatility and mobility. I think, and I mean, he was he was never a like top tier defender. But you knew that. Like, I mean, you understand that. You're, at least you're supposed to understand that. And, well, and I, I thing, never understood. Good. The thing with Ghost was when he was, before his injuries, when he was, like, defending well and playing offense well, his big thing was he was so explosive and he had such good senses. He could jump plays and shut down plays Pick at the line passes, before they were going to start. He used to yeah. do that all the time, yeah. And the problem is he physically has not been able to do that in a couple of years. Like, that's it's just tanked his game overall but yeah sorry joe no no no, you're good i just i I always i just always found it so strange that you know when it comes to coaching i'm more of a fan of the philosophy is you look at a player and see what they do well instead of looking at a player and see what they do bad you know belichick's all about that um and just for whatever reason ghost has never had that kind of coach that it's like hey i'm gonna play to your strengths and i'm gonna you know we're gonna put you you know out against not easier competition, but you know, you just you know you you got your line matchups so that it's going to make sense. Like okay, Ghost is going to be able to have a little more room out there and, and be able to create plays here and not have to you know worry so much about the defensive end. Um, he just never was really given that kind of opportunity. Oh my god, Buffalo just almost oh 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 my god, they just leveled Alex Lyon in the net. And anybody going to fight? Somebody fight for the love of God. Nope, nothing. I mean, it was accidental, but still. Um, yeah, I, I hope Ghost gets a fresh start somewhere. I'd love for him to uh, to have tremendous success, just not against us. Um, but hopefully he gets moved to a West, I don't know, a team out West. I don't see how, I mean, other than the fact that you'd have, maybe you have to move money back. I mean, if nobody's going to claim him on waivers, I don't know what the, what the market is for him. 
I'm assuming because well, people have to move money both ways. Yeah. I mean, the, so. everyone, when Tyler Johnson went on waivers before the season even started, everyone was like, holy shit. Yeah. How could a player this good go on waivers? And then it was like, oh, yeah, because no one's going to fucking pick him up because no one has any money to do it, extra money. So yeah. yeah, I think a lot of people are, like, scared, too, about the expansion draft and, like, who they have yeah. to protect and, and things like that. Yeah, and yeah. it all comes back to, like we mentioned on the tweet, Mike, is, is NHL people forget that they're all like close friends for the most part and no mm-hmm. one seemingly wants to rock the boat. Like the idea that they bail people out when they have bad contracts for bad teams, like instead of letting them suffer and not yeah. no one trading for the, like they're willing to accept a late first round pick that you might not see for five years. So yeah, I think that's another component that is often overlooked still. Yeah. yeah. I hope go ghost gets a fresh start somewhere. Good luck. God bless. Cause I mean, like Mike, I think I mean, I don't think Mike's alone. I think it's a lot of the fan base is just like, you know what, just rip the Band-Aid off, like enough. Just get this done with. Um, so we'll we'll see what happens, I guess. Any any it's, thoughts it, on Ghost? Go ahead. It's just, a, it's a really, at the end of the day, kind of annoying because it's like, it, it has now permeated through three coaches, like going back to Baruby. Baruby has there's issues yeah. with Baruby and Ghost. There's issues with Hack and Ghost. Huge issues with Hack and Ghost. And now it's AV, even though in the beginning it seemed like he was going to get a leash and that just didn't work out. And it, So it's like, so it just remains a story over the course of it's been however many years now with Ghost where like the fan base has something to complain about nonstop about that. Whether it's people complaining about his play People complaining about the people complaining about him. People complaining <laughs> about the, the organization's like handling of him. Like, it's it, it's a headache. It's really a headache on top of a team that's already has enough, you know, problems surrounding it. I guess at least from the fan perspective. No, yeah. I, I agree. Um, and, and I'll just say this real quick is a little. It's a, kind of a joke, but I also think it's true. I don't know if there's numbers behind this, but. Is there another team in the NHL that gives up more first-time NHL goals or more, like, slump-busting goals than the Flyers? Like, I feel like it's constant with this team. They're like, oh, and there it goes, you know, Timmy, you know, Johnson the third, his first game in the NHL, and he's got two points against the Flyers. And then, you know, it's they get a slump It's confirmation bias, right? Like, I think so. It's got to be. I remember, I remember watching a Steve Dangle episode where he was like, he made a reference to like, oh, and of course it was so and so's first goal in 500 games because why wouldn't it go against the Leafs? Like, yeah. I think it's one of those things where, what just the other night Sam Moran scored his first career yeah. goal after being drafted nine years ago against the Rangers <laughs> to win it late in the game. So like, I'm sure Rangers fans were like, of course the guy that never scored, Nate yeah. Prosser scored in his first game <laughs> in like three years versus the Devils. I'm sure they had, you know, it, it does feel like that though, because every time you see it, the announcers make note of it. And yeah. Just like, Speaking of Nate Prosser, can't wait to watch him against the Islanders this weekend. It's going to be great. <laughs> yeah. I, Dude, we've know, had the worst. How many times have we played the Islanders and Sabres in the past like couple weeks? It feels like nonstop. Sorry, Joe. No, 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 no. I was, I was looking for my phone. Go ahead. I was trying to look up. No, if, I, uh, when's, when's the game against the Islanders? Saturday. Saturday. Why is my thing in military time? Thinks I'm in, <laughs> thinks I'm like in me Europe. missing my yeah. It's me missing my exam. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I, but I, 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 go ahead, go ahead, Matt. No, I was just gonna. I was gonna give a segue. So if you want to comment on that, still, then go ahead. No, no, I got nothing else to say other than you know 
some kid on Buffalo got his first goal against Brian Elliott. So Mazel Tov, congrats. That's that's it. Yeah. Well, I think later on in the season when we play them again, I heard they mentioned that Buffalo, which they should, be playing their younger players. So I'm sure someone's going to get another one when we play them next. But my segue was I did just see right before we hopped on, obviously right before the game, Cam York signed his three-year deal, um, finishing his career with Michigan. Um, And I did see someone mention that it actually begins this year. So that's a common way for college players to get to RFA quicker. So he'll burn a year this year, and then we'll have two more years at cost control. I mean, I'm assuming the AAV is 925, the max amount. Um, But it is interesting because I don't know if that means, like, do we throw him in with this terrible defensive structure that we currently have because Ghost is no longer going to be playing for us? Or does he spend time in the AHL for a couple games and then come up? Uh, Interested to hear what you guys think slash what you think maybe is best for all parties involved. I think it's probably the latter. Like he, he plays some games in, in Lehigh, and we'll yeah. see what happens from there. I mean, if he's, like, if, if he's like clearly like a man amongst boys or just he's really dominating the AHL, then I mean, bring him up. I mean, you know, the, the expectations I don't think are going to be a problem because at this point most fans realize this season is done. Um, so I don't think anyone's going to have too much pressure on the kid. Bring him up if he's playing well. If he's not, then just let him sit there. There's nothing wrong with that either. Um, let him get some seasoning in the AHL and – We'll see what he looks like in training camp, and I can't believe I'm talking about that. That I'm talking about training camp instead of the playoffs, but here we are. Uh, yep. Mike, go ahead. No, I I honestly don't think either one is a bad option. Like, because, I mean, unless he – I don't think he should play, like, 20 games in the NHL this year or anything like that, like I or whatever is left, but – uh, What's so funny, Matt? Yeah, Matt's Matt's losing it. What is it? Uh, not a solid tweet. Sorry, Mike. I'll read it to you when we're done. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. I bet. I bet. I know <laughs> where it originated from. But uh, yeah, all right. I uh, I don't think he should play like tw- I don't think he should finish out the season with the team or anything like that. But I don't think there's any harm with him joining this team this year at some point and playing like three games or something like that or five games like. I also, but I also don't think it's a, a bad thing for him to just go down and play in the the AHL the whole time. Like I don't think either one will hurt his growth, his potential, his, like anything like that. Um, if anything, you put him in the NHL for a couple games this year, and if he runs with it, then you're like, oh, okay, maybe he only needs five games next year in the AHL before the season, you know, before he can join the team, or maybe they think he can go right away. Um, I personally. Coming into the year, we thought that he would need a full year of AHL at least um, next year. I so, feel like he's got to put on I mean, a little, little more, a little more muscle. Um, I don't know. He's not like I, I, it, he looks kind of thin to me. What's his weight? Kid is. Have you ever seen that picture of him doing the one? Matt knows what I'm talking about. Uh, right? He's no. like at the Instagram picture before the season. Yeah, he's pretty. The he's pretty thin. Kid is yeah. is absolutely is shredded. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He looks lean. Also, on ice. maybe it's the white background. Maybe. Yeah. Well, it's the, it's the big college ice, too. That, too. Yeah, there we that go. is true. And college yeah. players as a whole, I mean, college hockey is a physical game. Like, if you watch yeah. college yeah. hockey, like, everyone finishes their hits. So, um, but, yeah, I, I agree. It's If he sticks, great. If he doesn't, either way, you're, you're going to lose a year on the contract. I guess that's how it's built in. So, it doesn't matter if he spends it kind of getting his AHL games out of the way this season so he's ready to go next season. Or if he sticks with us, great. Then we know that he might be a fixture on the on the uh, the defense going into next season. That gives Chuck a little bit more 
um, understanding of how he can construct that the defensive core. So either way, it's going to be fine. Um, the the tweet I was laughing at the Travis Sandheim hat trick one fall down in your own end for a goal against two airmail shot forty seven feet wide and then three board yourself. So. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's where this fan base is at right now. Yeah. But good news on the flip side, Tyson Forrester in a 4-1 win had two goals and two assists. So, I like to hear that. I like to hear that. Um, yeah, we'll see if York gets called up. I would be, I'd be pretty surprised. Maybe, um, maybe they do it kind of like when Moran and, and Haig kind of got called up towards the end of the, that one season. They played like I think they played like five games total or something like that, where they just got kind of looks at the end of the year. I, I trust the long-term view, I guess, but I, I did want to throw this out there real quick. I am nervous um, about the, uh, what's it called? About AV in the locker room. Uh, just because I, I don't th- I don't know if he, I don't know if the players have actually given up on him, if they are already sick of his coaching style. And if that's the case, that has to, um, that, that can't stand. You can't have that's, players. Just, yeah, it's a player just, issue. We're at the yeah, point that, now where we can't continue to be like, oh, get rid we're of coaches. Four, yeah. yeah, we're four coaches deep. But, I mean, as much as I, you're never going to 100% agree with every move a coach makes, right? And, that, and I, I get that. It's yeah. just at this point, even if you don't agree with the moves that are being made, the effort we're seeing, that's the biggest difference. And we were talking about it early in the season. It's like, was the effort there? The effort's not there. Like these people have given up. Like just Joe just said, like you, your goalie gets ran, even if it's accidental. Even even if you know it's accidental, you still give the dude a shot, or you still kind of grip him up. Like it just shows that you're a team. It shows that you have each other's back. You don't have to take a penalty. But the idea that you just like watch that happen, and he's like an AHL guy who just came into the game when you're down four one, and you can't even be bothered to show like you care, then. I mean, we're at the point like we've like we talked about the last two episodes. Regardless of the outcome of any of the games moving forward, it can't stand, and people need to be traded. Yeah, the deadline is quickly approaching. Um, any any thoughts? Anybody you just throw a name out there? Like, hey, I wouldn't mind seeing X, Y, and Z, or seeing a move done. Anything you guys can think of? I know Klingberg was talked about a while back. I mean. I don't think any of us would say no to that deal. Um, You'd go but, out to Calgary, explore a deal with Calgary for Johnny. Johnny and one of their defensemen or something like that. So yeah. make, make the money work. I'm sure you could do that because... I'm sure be big time move. Like, love Hague. What, what's the coach's name? <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, Daryl Sutter. Yeah, he would love Hague. I don't know. I mean, Hague in a third. Hague in a third, yeah. Um, if that happens, that's, this fan base will erupt. If we see a Hagen a third trade go down, he's still hurt, right? Yeah. Apparently, he's out yeah. two to four weeks. I don't think I ever saw that. That was like a right. month ago. I felt like he's. Yeah, been... that went that went so under the radar. That injury. Yeah, and that kind of goes to speak of what this team defensively really the makeup is. People don't even realize when someone who played the majority of of last all season. last season and the season before is out of the lineup, and people aren't yeah. saying bubkis about it. Um, any any comment on? I'll ask this: the um, the Monday game, sitting 
basically all the young guys and just saying, hey, Hayes, Jake, and G, Coots, go win the game. Any any thoughts there? I, I, the only thing I'll say is I would have liked to have seen Farabee out there just because he's got – you know, he's got a hot hand. He's, he's had the goal-scoring touch this year, so uh, I would have liked to have seen him. But I, I understand A.V.'s thinking, you know, and I kind of like it, honestly, just being like, listen, That's... you make all the money. You're the leaders. Go out and prove it. Go. So, and they did. Well, I think, uh, yeah, they did. I think <laughs> they did all season that... they have been. Yeah, and I think that's something that, that makes me think that A.V. hasn't, like, necessarily lost the room or anything like that. If, if anything, the way I <sighs> – him doing that, making the, the veterans go out there. And he said, like, it wasn't even in his presser. He wasn't like, I wanted them to prove it or anything like that. He basically said that was a moment where I felt that, you know, the team basically, like, this is a moment for them to to carry this team and, and almost, like, show it to the young guys. Show, show them what that looks like is the way I read that, at least. But, you know... I, that, again, to me, that just highlights, I think we've talked about it before, it's not necessarily the veterans or anything at fault this season. Like, they are, they're the guys all getting it done. You know, I know Hayes has been hit or miss on the penalty kill for sure, but on the score sheet, he's getting it done. Giroux is having just an unbelievable season for, you know, all things considered, how bad the team is and all that. Like, he's playing very well. Uh, Coots, you know, we, we know what we're getting from him. Jake has had a good year. JVR, like, they're all producing. But the young guys, it, it almost seems like they don't have not even the trust, but almost like the respect of their coach or even their older players at this point right now. I mean, to get sat, basically, and say, like, you guys aren't a factor in whether or not we win this game right now. Like, that's that's kind of – that's a bad – you know, that's a bad endorsement. That's that's yeah. not good if you're a young and player. And it's, so. it's tough because, like, as we talked about, Patrick hasn't produced. He's looked good. He just mm-hmm. hasn't produced. Oscar Lindblom, as Bill Melcher touched on today on Twitter, like, you kind of had to expect this coming off cancer. I didn't know that he had, like, ribs surgically removed. Like, mm-hmm. that's news to me. Like, that's crazy. And yeah. and it's, it's shitty. And I guess – you can't fault him for not performing, um, but to Mike's point, it's they haven't produced. You can't lump Farabee in that. I think that's unfair, and I'm kind of shocked that he's on the fourth line tonight. Like that makes, I'm not really sure what that decision was, but um, I'm glad I wasn't watching that because that yeah. that was news to me actually. Yeah, he was he was on the line with Bunneman and Turinsky, so um, very questionable decision there, considering how how well he's done. Um, I mean. Could, Konechny, he's kind of in that gray area, which he's been putting up kind of points, but at the same time, like, he hasn't been finishing and he hasn't looked like the same player, yet he's on the second line. I don't get that. I think it should be Farabee given production. But, again, we're nitpicking something where the end result's going to be the same, so who really cares? Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's hindsight bias. We can say now, like, going into the year, I was all for letting these young players kind of take the reins and, produce and kind of be that that depth that we had last year but it just never happened it's a lot easier knowing it didn't happen to now say oh they shouldn't have done that at the risk of sounding like one of those like you know old man kind of fans this team is just soft mentally they're soft physically they are soft there's a lot of just kind of lackadaisical half-hearted efforts and 
I mean, I mean, I'm not saying this is Giroux's fault or anything like that. And a lot, a lot of people are going to go, oh, well, the captain, he's got to lead. I mean, he leads by example. That's his leadership style. It always has been. And look at the year he's had. Like we talked, we joked about. It. You can lead a horse to water. You can't make it drink. I mean, what else? What is he supposed to do? Throw up, you know, eight points a night. I mean, he he's been terrific all year, and this team still won't meet him halfway. Um, so whatever whatever moves they end up making, I do want someone who. Maybe they just need someone who's just more vocal. I don't know, or just hold like accountability. Just in the room. And, and sitting players is, is not the answer, clearly. We've seen that. Like, you know, sitting TK. He's been a shell of himself the entire year. Yeah, he has points here and there, but, I mean, he led us in goals last year. He, he, he can barely finish right now. So, I don't think sitting players is the answer, but I think this locker room needs, you know, again, I'm going to sound like an old man, but a Chris Pronger type person who's going to just – Get up in your face and, and give it to you a little bit, because I think this team—I don't think they have that. I mean, well, Jer- Jerusalem. I don't think quiet. any team has example. that though in today's NHL. I, I don't think. I no? think it's just. A, I can't like think. I'm trying to think who would be a a captain that you can think of right off the top of your head who you think in the locker room is going to go up and get in someone's face. I think that's, that's just what I, an old time. I don't. I don't think that that needs to be the captain necessarily, but I do yeah, agree with I, what I Joe's saying. I yeah. like. That's why Simmons was so big here when he was around because G, like, it was a classic good cop, bad cop in the locker room. Like, G was, well, you know who Giroux is. Like, Giroux doesn't have to be vocal in the locker room, like you're saying. Joe. Richards and wasn't either. Vocal, you know, we've had captains yeah, that are not vocal and they still can and, lead. Yeah, and if he's not, you know, he's not going to be in your face about it. If anything, when Joe's, when G's vocal, he's probably, like, almost like a player's coach type of guy where, like, he'll sit down with the guy and be like, hey, you know, what's going on? What Like, I remember him coaching up Carter Hart in the one, like, game against that Czech team or whatever that they lost to. Yeah, they got shelled. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, G was coaching up Carter on the bench. And, like, that's probably who G is as a leader, which is fine. You need all types of leadership. But Simmons was the bad cop of the equation who, yeah, Simmons would get pissed. He would get angry. And I think team – probably a lot of teams have that. Um, but I agree, like, there's – that's not that doesn't seem like a very popular captain style anymore, at least. So, but I do think the Flyers could use that right now. Besides someone like Jake, who just you know fires off and says whatever. He like keeps I, it. He keeps it real with the media. I don't know if he keeps. Yeah, we'll we'll yeah. never know if he keeps it real with yeah. with the players. I mean, that's a whole different dynamic, right? So, yeah. I just want there to be someone in the locker room that you know, just maybe they just need more of a presence. And again. It doesn't have I, to be a captain. It can just be someone who, you know, just a veteran, someone who's going to go in there and be like, "Guys, the fuck is this? Like, you call this, you call this effort? This is ridiculous." And yeah, I, don't I agree know if with that, that Joe. guy. So, yeah, like, I think a complimentary be, piece yeah. can be exactly. and that speaks to, that speaks to the mix. It speaks to Chuck Fletcher saying he knows his hundred percent. It is a bunch of people who, like, I think it's two similar styles. Like you're saying, there's no one like you look at all the veterans. There's no one of that group who you can see like being fiery and like kind of getting the energy in the room going. Like I no, thought it was TK, but I, I don't, I, I but the problem is I don't think such a big step back. Yeah. And, and he's still young. I, I don't know if he's got that cachet, you know, to, to do that. So, well, there's some good news too. Um, so Buffalo, I didn't, I must've missed it. They're winning seven to one on a shorthanded goal. So, Oh, I turned the game off. 
Seven they scored one. an empty netter. They scored an empty uh, netter, but that also means they scored another goal before the empty net- yeah. netter, and then they scored uh, a shorthanded goal after the empty netter. So, just what? I, I can't wait to listen to that. that. Seven to one against a team that was going to potentially break the Fran- like a century old record of losses in a row in the NHL. I mean, lost seven one. Do you remember at the start of the season I said the Flyers were going to win the division? Yeah, I said the same yeah. thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! That's good. Yeah. That's good. I think it's just six to one. I think something's going on with the NHL app. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I saw the same thing. Had... I only saw those two goals, but yeah. I guess that still means that. Oh no, open a short. They they the let up one after they let in the empty matter. Yeah. Okay. Which I don't know how you do sure. that but uh i would be willing to bet it's probably Provi fumbling the puck at the blue line that led to the shorthanded goal against. well braun braun was the one who fumbled it earlier i think it was the second goal he he's up the uh, he's right in the offensive pads. zone yeah right at the blue line he shoots it into the shin pads bats uh, right back to him and he just he, obviously i mean after that the sabers took it to the fucking house um but yeah just kind of in closing uh when this team i, I think it really does speak to to the chemistry, they they need a mix. They need someone with a different personality type because, you know, it's it, it happens not only in sports but in everyday life. If you're you know constantly surrounded by like-minded people, you're all you're just going to fall into that kind of routine. Your your horizons are never going to be broadened. You're just going to be stuck in not a rut but just in a way of thinking, um, and you'll, your circle will never grow. And it's the same thing with sports. You know, you, you're going to have different leaders, different leadership styles, different perspectives. That's how a team grows, and that's how you win. Um, so I would like to see them go out and, and get, you know, some kind of character guy, some kind of veteran, you know, again, not saying strip to see from Drew, not necessary. He, he is a terrific leader. He leads by example, but I think they need someone to, to come in and, and be that bad cop kind of role. Like Mike said, I think they're missing that. Um, I think right now, you know who the bad cop is? It's AV. If I had to guess, I think he's the bad cop and, you know, it's that tough. Work in no, game. it's tough Either. when the coach is yeah. the backup. You're just, you know, the whole room can turn sour and, and everything can go. It's better to have a player as, as the bad cop. So it's working we'll so see. well in Columbus. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that uh, he's a. I don't know. Do you think John Quatorial could ever be a good cop? Oh, if your name's Cam Atkinson, to. yeah, I guess. Do you remember when he tried to? They were like the players had like a what ten the minutes? leadership group in the room had a meeting with him and were like you got to stop, like, you're way too hard on the young players. And he, like, said something about it in the media, and everyone's like, damn, Tortorella's being really good to his young players. And then yeah. that lasted all of ten minutes. season, maybe. I, I thought you were going to say he threw him a pizza party or something. Um, but, yeah. Any last thoughts, boys, on uh, on this team before we kind of wrap it and get ready for – is it back-to-back with the Islanders? God, I hope not. Have every fucking game against that team been a back-to-back this year? I'm I hope it's not. I don't know. Like, I'm – no, like you said, like, I don't good. even know if I can watch, um, if that's the case, either way. But, Mike, I am going to apologize as well, because my roommates are apparently watching. What movie came out? It's like something vs. Kong. Oh, Godzilla, Godzilla vs. Kong. Kong. Yeah, so I'm going to watch that later. Have, I think they have it on, like, 100 volume. Um, if you guys I can't hear any of that. So, yeah, I think, I think you're so, good. So, Mike, Mike's good with post-editing. He's going to be all right. They got the Islanders on Saturday, and then they got the Bruins. <laughs> oh, Christ. Bruins on Monday. I'm going to go ahead and say uh, I'm not going to be able to watch Monday's game. Uh, if something's come up, I, I won't be able to <laughs> to check in. Um, but, yeah, this team, we said it time and time again. Um, 
you know, Chuck's got to make a move. He's got to make a move. I, I, I don't know what it's going to take at this point. Um, losing 6-1 to Buffalo, that doesn't do it. You know, losing to the Rangers, getting shelled by them, getting crushed by the Devils. None of those things force a trade. I mean, short of Ed Snyder, God rest his soul, climbing back from just climbing out of his grave and walking to the Wells Fargo Center. I don't know what else they could do it. Free Homer. That's that's what we're going to end on. Free Homer. Let him out of the bowels of Wells Fargo to make some calls. 